You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's say hello to David Nelson, the former Bills receiver. David, thanks so much for taking the time. We hear so much about the passion connected to the Bills fan base. They call themselves the Bills Mafia. What was your experience like playing in Western New York? Did people want to talk football with you when you were at the mall or the grocery store? Oh man, you got that right. It was uh, let me tell you, it was, a, it was an unbelievable experience. I mean, I grew up and played high school football in Texas, and so you know, just the passion and the the, uh, the excitement for Texas high school football is, is you know unrivaled. Then being able to play in the SEC, you know, with the Florida Gators, and you know, winning two national championships, and you know, in the hotbed of, of you know college football, and then you know, didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I, I grew up a huge Cowboys fan in the '90s, and and so watching you know the Cowboys play the Bills, and, and you know, I got I got picked up there. Uh, coming out of college, I didn't know what to expect. But, but man, you're exactly right. I mean, if we, when you, when we, I think my second year there in 2011, we started the season four and zero, and it was uh, a, an unbelievable experience. I mean, just with the people and, and how excited they were, uh, they just want something to, to, to cling on to. And whether, whether it's Sabers or the Bills, I mean, those the, those people up in Western New York and Buffalo and Rochester love their love their teams and, and are extremely passionate and excited about them. Dave, when you think of this team, and then the last time they've been to the postseason, it was 1999. And now that they've squeaked in by the help of the Baltimore Ravens not taking care of their business and Cincinnati doing doing just the opposite, uh, would, is it okay to say that the Buffalo Bills are back? Oh, man, I I, <laughs> I think so. I think so. And, you know, it's funny because before the season, you know, being there for three years and you just kind of watch the trajectory of the team and, uh, you know, that fan base just hasn't had much to get excited about just because whenever they feel they're on the cusp or on the glimpse of whether it be playoffs or something special, it seems like uh, they just split the entire team apart or they, they find some new uh, head coach or a new quarterback and they just can't seem to find any consistency or something to cling on to leading into the offseason and leading into next year. It's always, well, maybe next year we'll take that next step. And so I think just for the fan base and finally for the, you know, the front office, for that entire uh, community, that Bills community as a whole, has something that they can cling on to and to say, okay, we are back. You know, whether that means Super Bowl bound or whether that means you know, contenders in the AFC East, I, I don't think that right now that's what they're really concerned about. I think right now it's we're back in the playoffs. We're back into the top half, upper echelon of the league. Uh, and Bills fans believe that they can get back to the Super Bowl here pretty soon. Talking Buffalo football with David Nelson, former Bills receiver. David, how do you think this team has approached Tyrod Taylor this year? He took the $10 million pay cut to keep his job, briefly lost the starting role to Nathan Peterman, and threw it all from a distance. Taylor never appears to have lost his composure. Yeah, and I, I've been really uh, been really impressed with the way he's handled, just as a professional, how he's handled this entire uh, this his, his entire uh, tenure while he's been in Buffalo. I mean, you look at how he started when he got there and earning the starting job, and then he uh, was given the contract. And even after you know a mediocre, I guess by his standards and I guess the front office standards last year, you know it kind of looked like they were kind of, they were trying to push him out with the moves they made in the offseason trading you know, Robert and and um, uh, but Sammy Watkins and some of his biggest uh, playmakers, and just seemed like they were transitioning out of his era and trying to find the next step. And, you know, with the move they made this year, putting Peterson, Peterman in uh, middle of the year, I, I kind of got the feel from the locker room. It was kind of confusion. You know, the guys there are just so loyal. And, you know, after so much they've been through over the past you know, 17 years, still to be able to listen to a head coach and trust and buy, buy into what he's trying to lead them to do. Uh, those guys were following his lead. And, you know, just Tyrod, uh, you know, he led that locker room. He could have very easily come out and tried to make it all about him. He could have very easily tried to 
uh, come out and try to make a big stink about it, you know, whether it be his contract or whether it be his future with the team. But he didn't do that. And he just stayed quiet and he just stayed um, stayed motivated, stayed concentrated on the task at hand, and whenever the opportunity was given, he made the most of it. And, you know, they almost, that one game where they didn't start him almost ended up costing him. But, you know, that, that's just a tribute to him and a tribute to that entire uh, locker room for just buying in and continuing to fight, continuing to crawl uh, each and every single week and buying into the plan that the head coach had for them. I mean, we've seen that happen this year with Eli Manning and out there with the Giants. And, and of course, we see it happen with Tyrod Taylor at the beginning of the year. They end up restructuring his deal. I had to take a pay cut. Uh, and then you mentioned Coach McDermott and making that brilliant decision and going off of his gut, uh, putting Nathan Peterman in. He ended up throwing eight <laughs> passes and, and ended up throwing four interceptions of the out of the eight. Uh, how do you think that actually works out for Tyrod Taylor as he moves forward for his trust is concerned and wanting to even be with the organization? Because while he's handled everything professionally, there is a business side behind the scenes that I think that has to take place to get this addressed. You're exactly right. And you know, I always look to see, you know, I guess you can, you can always tell what a, a player's respect value or what a player's uh, reputation is in the locker room when situations like this happen. You know, players that kind of have to come out and have to vouch for themselves, have to speak on their own behalf, have to make this you know, big hoopla about what's going on. You know, those are the ones that are kind of you know, about themselves. And those are the ones that you know, the, the other players are, are either being told to kind of back up. You can just tell the way that this, this team rallied behind him, whether it be through the media or whether it be through when he came out to the field. You know, there was no denying who their leader was. There was no denying who their guy was. And you know, that's just a tribute and a testament to him and to his character and to the way he prepares. And I, I think when you look at that just as a whole in the collective body of work, and as a quarterback, and Cordell, you know this very well, a quarterback's job isn't just to deliver passes and isn't just to hit uh, his receiver in stride, which, you know, as a receiver, that's what we hope he can do, but it's also to rally the guys around him and to make each and every single person that is in that huddle, all 10 guys that are surrounded, that he's surrounded by, to make them better, to elevate their level of play. And I think you've seen that from Tyrod just through all, like I said, through all the inconsistency of changing head coach from Russ Ryan to Coach McDermott this year and all the in, ups and downs of the season. You know, they've, they've handled it and they've, they've, they've st- uh, addressed the, the changes in the culture. And he's still standing. And so I think you can't deny that. I think that he has to be the guy for them moving forward. They have to give him that vote of confidence, whether it be because of how they treat him this year or because of the collective body of work and the way that that team and those guys rally around him. And like I said, given the fact they don't really provide those playmakers until the middle of the season, they actually took them away at the beginning of the year. David, we'd like to highlight the outstanding work being done by current and former players. What can you tell us about your foundation and its mission statement? Yeah, man, we started this, uh, my brothers and I started this nonprofit in 2012 after my third year in the NFL. And, uh, you know, I went and visited Haiti uh, after the earthquake and, in 2012 and fell in love with the kids and fell in love with the people there. And, you know, just in the midst of just so much pain and suffering, we saw so much hope and joy. And, you know, with me being the oldest of eight kids, you know, family and, and siblings is everything to me. And, you know, I was able to become an NFL athlete because I had the support and encouragement uh, when I succeeded and when I failed. And so, of my family, and so we saw all these kids who were specifically orphans who do not don't have that, don't possess that. And so, my brothers and I, you know, our heart was just burdened for them. And so, we created this organization to go and to give family and give love and give life and opportunity to kids who are in an orphan situation, whether it be through sports or through houses or through families, food, jobs. Uh, whatever it looks like, just to give them the opportunity to give them a hand up instead of a handout. So uh, the organization is I'me. You can visit it at uh, org and uh, shoot, come to Haiti with us. <laughs> 
We look forward to that. Well, David, thank you so much for the great work there, and we really appreciate you taking the time to join us today on the NFL on TuneIn. Hey, the pleasure is mine. Thank you, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.